Okay. This is the fountain. So when uh, we're here in the state park, when it rains, all of the water is caught in this concave roof, comes out of these scuppers, and falls down into this well filled with stones. This is a rain fountain. Uh, most people would uh, would say that there isn't a water feature in the State Historic Park. But the major water feature is that we are standing alongside of a bioswale. The entire site, all 32 acres, are sloped from the streets to the center of the park. And there's this one long corridor that runs down the center as a long spine through the site where when it rains, all the water flows into the park and not off site and percolates down into the ground. This is fountain number two. Um, number six. Was it really a cornfield? People often call this area the corn, or yes, the cornfields. Was it really a cornfield? Probably not. But we do know that it was not a cornfield, a public artwork that filled this space in 2005 after the state got the land but before they built the park. Call 323-54-3999 to hear the story of Lauren Vaughn's controversial art piece. That placard that Jessica read was part of an artwork by artist Rostin Wu. All right, everyone, let's gather around. We're here at Blossom Plaza. Uh, this is the site where the Metabolic Studio uh, uh, extracted a 40-foot-long um, brick pipe was part of the original Zanha Madre. We're standing by a fountain that I wanted to point out so that uh, that is uh, small bubblers and mist and uh, I thought it was important for us to see so that uh, we can't say we missed it. <laughs> anyway the Zanha Madre is the first of many aqueducts that served uh, this city. Uh, historically, if you were in, um, as I was saying, historically, uh, the Zanha Madre was the first of several aqueducts that served this city. Uh, if you would, how many of you have been to uh, visit Rome? All right. Well, one of the uh, important features of Rome is that uh, in ancient Rome, all of the fountains in Rome were a result of aqueducts that came from various places uh, outside of the city. Los Angeles is very similar in that now. Uh, since the uh, historic Los Angeles Aqueduct opened in 1913, there are actually three aqueducts that serve this city. 
And I want you to think about all the fountains that we see today are, uh, have recycling water uh, from water that, that is likely from one of those three aqueducts. There's the historic Los Angeles Aqueduct in 1913, the Colorado Aqueduct um, served from the Colorado River, and the um, California Aqueduct from the delta of the San Joaquin River and the Sacramento Delta. So it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it'll be interesting to, for us to look at the way water comes to this city from all of these outside sources and how we celebrate it here. So we're in Chinatown and this is a fountain, although not operating, is very popular because people love to throw coins into it and to, to um, see if they can get it in these receptacles that, that have these various uh, signs that will bring them serenity, romance, peace, and prosperity. Yes, so if you have an extra coin and you want to make a wish, uh, I still think it works if, you, uh, if there's no water flowing. For those of you that have been to Rome, who, uh, who can tell me what, what popular fountain in Rome you throw a coin into? called the Trevi Fountain and it's actually at the terminus of one of the aqueducts that I was telling you about earlier. So um, even if you don't throw a coin, make a wish. As a side note, Mike Kelly, the artist, uh, also did a full-scale reproduction of this fountain as a sculpture that was shown at Gagosian Gallery. You know, we could have just kept walking and nobody would have ever noticed that, that this was happening over here on on uh, Hill Street. What you're looking at is something that's under renovation right now. Can everybody hear me? Yes. This fountain hasn't been uh, a fountain with operating water in over 40 years. They turned it off in 1977 and it never got turned back on. What you're looking at, that tile surface, is basically the water would flow over that surface. It was 77 feet wide and 47 foot drop. They are now putting, they are doing a renovation now at the cost of 5.5 to $6 million so that this fountain will operate again. Originally, this fountain had a big water deluge like Niagara Falls. The new version will be that there'll be a slow cascade of water, but it will be reactivated for the first time in over 40 years. Is anyone interested in looking and seeing a picture of what it looked like 40 years ago? This is a picture of what it looked like in the 50s. So I'm going to pass this around. And you can see that in the 50s, there was a big civic movement uh, as they were developing Bunker Hill and, uh, and the land around uh, the hill behind us, which is actually, it was Fort Moore. It was a fort that actually protected the city in the 1850s. And this is the Fort Moore Pioneer 
Memorial and Fountain. On this site stood Fort Moore, built by the Mormon Battalion during the War with Mexico, 1847. Kai, could you read what, what it says underneath that lower right-hand portion? Water and power have made our arid land flourish. May we keep faith with the pioneers who brought us these gifts. Lee, could you read what that says right there? Yes, topographical map of water sources in County of Los Angeles, designed and executed by Joseph Young, 1962. So this is my favorite fountain in Los Angeles. I love the other one was. It actually is water that spills from, oh. from those inlets, and it spills down the facade. And there's a story here Basically, this is the LA River as it flows out from Long Beach to the Pacific Ocean. The black uh, stone represents the hills where the LA River emanates out of. The brown stone in the far right represent uh, Owens Valley the source of our water from the Los Angeles aqueduct way up in the northeast and what you're looking at is the city of Los Angeles with its raised surfaces and the lowest parts are the tile parts where the water flows and it flows the LA River flows down through Long Beach and out to the Pacific Ocean it was designed by Joseph Young in 1962 I had scheduled for us to have gone into the cathedral where there's several fountains on the property, including a baptismal font inside the building. It closes at 6 o'clock and it's exactly 6 o'clock now, 6.02. No. So we missed our window of opportunity, but I encourage you all to go check it out. The entry fountain was a fountain done by Lita Albuquerque. So if you look across, this is the entrance into the cathedral. Instead of entering uh, across from the altar, you enter the back side of the building. We're looking at a fountain by, uh, designed by Lita Albuquerque. And take a moment to look at the amazing color of light coming through the side of the building, and that is light that's being filtered through alabaster windows inside the cathedral. We're going to pause here just for a moment. If you look across the street, you'll see a bronze figure above the door. That's the entry door. If you go to visit it, please be sure to note the carved bronze doors. And above it is a figure that I want you to take note of because we're going to see another figure along our tour. That is a sculpture done by Robert Irwin and we'll see others of his work uh, in this tour as well but that is the entrance to the cathedral. Okay let's like, gather around. <laughs> so here it is. This is the uh, the big reveal. If you think about what we've seen so far, we've seen a bioswale, 
We've seen a wishing well. We've seen a water fountain next to the Zalha Madre. We've seen a memorial. We've seen a topographical map of Los Angeles. This is the Arthur Will Fountain. And when they renovated this, uh, they added the interactive fountain beneath it. But this is the one piece that, that stayed intact. When it was designed, it was designed as water to celebrate the building behind me. What's that building? Water and Power? The Department of Water and Power. They're the folks that built the Los Angeles Aqueduct, built in 1913. So this display of water is very much about civic pride and literally about the power that water has. Behind me, you'll see uh, between the flagpoles, we can't go up there because it's under construction, a bronze sculpture by artist of the name of Lipschitz. It's called Peace on Earth, and that is also an interactive fountain that is quite old. It's actually one of the oldest fountains in this civic core. But note that we've got City Hall in front of us, built in 1927. And we've got this building at the top of the hill, above it, built in the 60s the Department of Water and Power. If we were one block over, you'd see that that building is on stilts and that there is an entire lake around the, that building. And if you were to come here at night, there is six fountains, three on each side that are lit up at night. We won't be able to see that today, but that lake around the building of the Department of Water and Power is actually the roof of a big parking garage. So there's actually the building, a body of water suspended over a complete parking garage. Normally I'd take you there and take you to the roof of the, the um, Disney Hall, but we've done that as part of our, one of our last tours of uh, that, uh, which is the garden that sits um, on top of Disney Hall. So we're gonna go walk past Disney Hall because there's some Great fountains yet to see. Any questions? Okay, let me turn this on. Um, what we're looking at is the Wells Fargo uh, uh, buildings built by uh, Skidmore, Owen, and Merrill. And inside there was an atrium, a glass atrium that they're renovating now that was done, had a beautiful fountain uh, that was designed by landscape architect Lawrence Halperin, which I'll talk about in a little bit out with sculptures done by Robert Irwin. Okay, we picked quite a day to come. None of the fountains seem to be on today. Okay, so we, we are at, we just talked about the Wells Fargo building behind us. This skyscraper is the Bank of America. And there is a lower uh, fountain there but if you see these three cantilevered uh, scuppers, you see uh, during the day uh, when their businesses are operating, you'll see water flowing from these three points into the fountain below. It's quite impressive. I like to think that these three uh, channels of water that supply water to below 
represent the three aqueducts that serve Los Angeles. The Los Angeles Aqueduct, the California Aqueduct, and the Colorado Aqueduct. So one of the fountains we're not going to do on this tour today is this is the Bonaventure. It's one of the few uh, impressive indoor fountains and you can take glass elevators up along the fountains and go to the top of the restaurant. But we're checking out if you're uh, exploring uh, downtown Los Angeles at another time. So while we're here, you might as well take a look from from up here, this is the Wells Fargo building built by Skidmore, Owing, and Merrill. And if you look at it from this perspective at the knife's edge, it looks completely two-dimensional so that you can't see the thickness of the building. It just looks like a, a single razor blade shooting into the sky. Is that a metaphor for their business? So I have a correction to make. And the correction I have to make is that the bronze statue that we saw outside of the cathedral and the ones that I talked about that were inside of the, um, the Wells Fargo building was not Robert Irwin, but Robert Grant. Oh. And this is another one by the same artist. It's bronze, called Source Figure. And this actually uh, is the top of a very important space that we're about to um, experience. Of the people who have been to Rome, how many of you know the, the uh, the space in Rome that this this space here in Los Angeles was was modeled after. Okay, so this 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 is Bunker Hill steps that we're about to descend, and they were designed after the Spanish steps in Rome. Okay, so the name of this sculpture is Source Figure. So the figure at the top is meant to be a woman from Africa, where they say uh, uh, our species originated from. And the crabs are part of uh, a nod toward evolution of the species evolving out of water up through... Uh, out of primordial slime. Out of primordial slime. So this fountain... And this staircase was designed by landscape architect Lawrence Halperin. He designed uh, the indoor atrium space at the Wells Fargo and another one that we'll be seeing later on. Um, this was part of a whole redesign for uh, this entire part of downtown. It aligns itself with the um, uh, central library. The Central Library was saved as part of the work of the LA Conservancy by this building. What does this building have to do with the saving of the library? Is that in order for this building to be as tall as it is, it bought all of the air rights over the library in order to be 
taller on this side and save the library. The Spanish steps are a big uh, staircase that is meant to be a destination unto itself and not just a way to get from one place to another. At the top of the Spanish steps in Rome is an obelisk and, and in, in this case we have the source figure. And it, in the Spanish steps at the very bottom of it we have there's a fountain of a, of a boat. Uh, Lawrence Halpern chose to put the water uh, it, down the center of the staircase. So let's experience that as we walk to the bottom. <laughs> so take a good look at this. This is a fountain, a virtual fountain. You're not just projecting, No, I, I, I think what I'm saying holds water. Hugh Sky Space is actually a public space that you can buy a ticket to go to the 70, 71st floor. There's a bar up there. There's a viewing platforms where you can see all the way back to the studio. There's a glass slide that actually leaves the building on the 71st floor and, and goes down to the 70th floor where you can get on a little mat and slide outside the building in a glass tube at 71 stories in the air. Okay. What we're doing now is looking back at, at the um, uh, Bunker Hill steps by Lawrence Halperin, and before the end of the the, um, the tour, we'll, I'll show you a picture of what the Spanish steps looks like, so you'll see how evocative uh, that is of this space. Okay, before we, we go, I just want everyone to see a picture of the Spanish steps in Rome. Spanish steps in Rome. Spanish steps in Rome. Lee, Spanish steps in Rome. Okay, so this is the Maguire Garden. Maguire Garden was uh, built by developer uh, Maguire, who built that tall skyscraper and bought the air rights over this building to build that skyscraper. We're on top of a parking garage. We'll be on top of another one very soon as well. What you're looking at in this fountain is a, um, a a fountain done by artist Judd Fine and there are three pools of water because traditionally uh, when this was first built there were three pools of water but the artist has created three different kinds of sculpture in the uh, that are the evolution of, of uh, uh, fish amphibians and birds if you look at the treads of the staircase, there's various types of language that move through the oldest type of language up through the different kinds of language, and at the very top, it is um, it is a, a language that, that the faces are bare to reflect that we don't know what our language will be in the future. But it's lined up, uh, and it's all been. Um, designed to support the major theme of the library, which is light of learning, which if you look at the very top of the library, there is a hand with a torch, and that represents the light of learning. So, uh, so does this fountain by Judd Fine. Okay. Another uh, large civic fountain 
between two twin towers. You'll see much like uh, the Bank of America and, and some of the other large uh, office buildings that there's usually a large sculpture in an in open plaza and most, most always a fountain. What I can share with you here is that there is certain ordinances about the amount of space that you can build on a given uh, a lot. The bigger the lot, the more you can build. The more open space that you have, the more open space you have, the higher you can build. So they left this part open in the middle so that they could build these two towers higher. And it all has to do with a um, FAR, floor area ratio. I talked about that before. So does anybody know what was here on this site before, before uh, these two um, international style um, uh, towers? No, Lou. Please tell Well, us. the building here didn't, wasn't as lucky as the uh, central library. The building here was an office tower, and it was Richfield Oil Company. It was a tower that was a Art Deco building. It was 372 feet tall, and here's what it looked like. Wow. The fountain in Pershing Square is now a seating area but there's a long channel that comes out of that purple tower. That purple tower is angled and the channel comes out and spilled into a pool. That was to represent the, the water coming out of the mountains into the aqueduct and into the city. You'll see in, in this design uh, a lot of uh, orange uh, spheres. That is, represents the, um, the orange industry. Uh, this is uh, the Biltmore Millennium. This is uh, continuously been a hotel. It's very ornate. You should definitely check it out sometime. Looks like there's an event happening inside, so we're not going to be able to get into Pershing Square. Pershing Square was originally part of uh, the El Pueblo. Um, Pershing Square also uh, has transformed over the years and it's about to transform again. We have uh, a new design. I think they're, they're looking for funding for it now, but it is sitting uh, on top of a parking garage. This is the, uh, one of the entrances to the Biltmore Hotel. Really worth checking out sometime. This also is done in the Beaux-Arts style, which is the uh, massing uh, with uh, Roman Gre Greco influences. So this is where you can look back at the Biltmore and see that it's in an E-shape for the same reason with the ventilation and light. It's done in the Beaux-Arts style. Behind you, over this way, is the Title Guarantee Building Art Deco. Um, 
one of the things that characterize Art Deco different than the Beaux-Arts style is that it's stepped back. There's usually a tower. They have recessed windows. The, uh, there are long, um, uh, um, there are long vertical uh, moves on the outside of the building because it's meant to draw your eye up as opposed to the Biltmore, which is a horizontal style so that it's, it's meant for your, your eye to look across. Mm. So we're at Pershing Square right now. Like I said, this Pershing Square was originally the um, uh, part of the Old Pueblo. And we can't go in it, but I wanted you all to see what this space looked like in the 50s. At one point, the Zanja Madre came all the way from the LA River through the Old Pueblo, which is in Chinatown, to Pershing Square, and came here. And here is what Pershing Square looked like in the 50s. And if you notice, what you see behind you is the Millennium Biltmore. But they were what were in the two center parts of the, of the park itself. Fountain. Two fountains. So this tour ends with the memory of two fountains that stood right behind me in the center of Pershing Square. I hope you all enjoyed your fountain tour of downtown Los Angeles.